The Church Media Podcast, episode 139, How to Tell Compelling Stories with Brian Mann, part one. Let's do it. Hey there. Welcome to the Church Media Podcast. The definitive podcast for helping you create dynamic experiences and build solid media production teams at your church. We're bringing you knowledge and insight from top media professionals from around the world. Useful, practical content in the areas of live production, design, leadership, digital communications, and more. The show notes for this episode and all archive episodes of the show are available online now at the Church Media Podcast. Podcast.com. And now, broadcasting from the ministry headquarters of 1230 Media, here's your host, church media coach, Carl Barnhill. Welcome to episode number 139 of the podcast. Thank you so much for being here this week. If you haven't checked out our website, 1230.media, be sure to do that. Lots of new content available to you there. We're offering all kinds of products and services to help you transform the worship experiences at your church. From ready-to-use worship media, custom media, and production training, our team is geared up and ready to help you. It's all at 1230.media. Check it out today. On the show today, I welcome Brian Mann, the creative director at Iglesia Houston. It's a multi-site church reaching the greater Houston, Texas area of our great land. Brian has built a story team at the last couple of churches he's been on staff at, and this team captures testimonies and footage and produces them as powerful stories to air in their worship experiences and online. We'll talk about that today as well as Brian's book, Tell More Stories, which is a guide for storytellers in the church. So buckle up. My interview with Brian Mann is coming up right after this church media tip. And now, your church media tip of the week. Useful tips and tricks to help you transform the worship experiences at your church. Here's Carl Barnhill. Today's church media tip is a reminder. Never forget, you and your team are creating an experience for people that come to your church. You're not just pushing a button. You're not just moving a fader or singing a song. All of you, as one team, are creating experiences where people meet Jesus and take next steps with Him. That's why you prep, that's why you practice and train, and execute with excellence. Because a distraction could take someone out of the mindset of hearing the gospel. Because God is using you to execute that song element, that video, that experience for people to be drawn to Him. Pro presenter operators, You are providing lyrics for people to sing and praise their creator. Audio guys, you are sharing the gospel through songs and the preaching of God's word being heard in a clear and understandable way. Can we do a service without sound? Sure, yes. But think of how beautiful and clear the message is to more people that we do. Worship leaders, you guys are giving words and expression for thousands of people to know and understand how to worship God. You're creating an experience for your people every Sunday, all of you, where they are meeting Jesus and growing with Him. Don't forget that. Get more free coaching for your production team through our blog, podcast, and online resource library. Visit 1230.media slash training today.
This is an exclusive interview from the Ministry of 1230 Media. Here is Church Media Coach Carl Barnhill. Hey guys, my guest today is Brian Mann. Brian is the creative director at Iglesia Houston and calls the Woodlands, Texas his home. He's also the author of Tell More Stories, a practical guide for storytellers in the church, and I'm super excited to talk about the content of that book today on the podcast. Brian, welcome to the show, man. You bet, man. Thanks for having me. Now, we are we were just discussing this before we started recording. We are uh, recording this right before Easter, so both of us, I don't know how we carved out this time uh, to <laughs> hang out, but, uh, but so if we fall asleep during the middle of the interview or something like that, I guess people will know why. Yeah, I'm like on my fifth cup of coffee today, so I'm <laughs> definitely in the same boat you are. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, hey, tell us about uh, your role there at, at your church, your creative director role. What what does the uh, week look like for you? Yeah, so um, my role is creative director um, for Ecclesia Houston. It's a, we're a multi-site church in downtown uh, Houston and kind of fanning out across the city. Um, our worship style is very kind of liturgical, very indie, lots of young people, lots of artists uh, in our tribe. And so uh, I'm fairly new on staff, actually. I've known this church for years and years, uh, but just came on last July. And so my role um, is mostly in video and storytelling uh, for the church. So I, one of the things that's unique about our church is that our senior pastor uh, does a lot of traveling, loves to travel, uh, and loves to film sermons wherever he might be in the world. So uh, even just in the last six or seven months, he's gotten to travel all over, went to Israel, uh, just got back from Puerto Rico a couple of weeks ago, uh, headed to Argentina and Zambia after that, Haiti after that. So we kind of get around quite a bit, and um, we take a crew with us everywhere we go to, to capture uh, sermon content for him. And then the other part of my role uh, is filming uh, stories, both you know internationally, all the different places that we work around the world, uh, as well as stories and testimonies within our church. Um, and then we also have a partnership with Living Water, which is a Christian nonprofit uh, that provides uh, clean water. It's based here in Houston, and they're kind of our main ministry partners. So we do some uh, creative pieces for them uh, as well for their ministry, and also for for Ecclesia here. Um, so yeah, that's that's mostly the span of my role, and then I'm um, kind of in the process of building a story team. Uh, here we had built a pretty large one at our last church, uh, about an hour north of here in the woodlands. Uh, and then also uh, looking to build a, a team, uh, more of a community to care for artists in the church. So um, definitely kind of hitting the ground running, <laughs> um, yeah. but absolutely love this church. And um, this church really gets storytelling and really gets, uh, I think, kind of um, how, to, how to connect uh, what God's doing around the world uh, with where people are uh, in a very real way. So it's a great, great community that I'm excited to be a part of. That's awesome, man. Now, uh, so at our, at our ministry, a lot of people come to us for, for custom uh, media content. So bumpers, mm-hmm. trailers, promo videos, all, all, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but there's a, a good chunk of churches that either do a lot of that in-house um, or need some supplement help, some graphics packages, motion graphics, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So um, I, I want to kind of walk through your book, and, and that's kind of who we're after uh, today as we, as we chat, is the, the guys at churches that are, that are telling their own stories, um, that are building their own story team, um, like you mentioned, or um, that are, are looking to, to go in that direction, looking to build their own um, 
video and, and uh, content and story team. So uh, with that in mind, uh, l- let's chat about your, your book, uh, Tell More Stories. Uh, tell us how, uh, why you wrote this and how it came about. Yeah, so um, I was on staff at a church, um, pretty large uh, suburban church, for about six years or so. Came on as their uh, creative arts pastor, which was more kind of a weekend role uh, and programming and all the things that go into producing a weekend. Um, and decided about midway through that we would start a volunteer storytelling team. Uh, we had people that we that were on staff, people that we contracted in for specific um, projects. But I kind of felt like it was an important thing. Uh, for us to also sort of pass on not only the production aspect, but also just, the, I think, the ministry aspect um, of capturing stories and, and um, giving people a platform to share what God had done, uh, had done in their life. So we started that about three or four years ago. And, um, you know, as we were sort of growing that team, you know, I live in Houston, so this is a city full of churches. And uh, when church people get together and they kind of do the same role, they tend to talk shop a lot. And so I was talking to a lot of people who were in this either storyteller role or uh, creative director role. It's called a lot of things, but it was starting to sort of sound very similar, regardless of small churches, large churches. There there were people in uh, churches that were trying to tell stories. And, um, you know, even 10 or 15 years ago, uh, and you know this because you worked in a lot of really large churches and ministries, uh, you had to be a pretty large kind of church to be doing a lot of sort of in-house production. Uh, maybe you were broadcasting, you know, on the air or something. And, of course, now, you know, technology being what it is, um, the churches are just able to do a lot more. And so what I found is a lot of people were were trying to sort of hack this out on their own. Everyone's trying to sort of figure out what it means to be a storyteller. And unlike, you know, an audio engineer or a worship pastor where you kind of have a fairly sort of set, you know, set parameters of what that's supposed to look like and whether it's working or not, for storytellers, it's not a set role. You kind of have to jump in and figure it out. Um, and so I just noticed that everyone's trying to figure this out. And so as I was training our team in the basics of storytelling, uh, and not even just production, but just what is telling a story? What are we actually doing? Uh, and how does that work in a church? Um, we had a series of trainings that, that uh, I led that we just decided to create an ebook out of. Uh, and we knew that a lot of people were in the trenches trying to figure this out as well. So, um, so we decided to make that available. And that's what became the ebook. That's so cool. And as I was reading through it, man, there's so much good content um, in it. And it's, uh, it's really helpful for. Um, not just the, the person that, um, I guess knows what they're doing or has been in the, the trenches for a while, but it's good for new beginners too, um, for volunteers that are looking to, to get into, um, telling stories and doing testimonials and things like that. So, uh, I found that really, um, really great how you guys, uh, how you structured the book in that, in that regard. So, um, you, you break the book up into, Three sections, being intentional, being clear, and being focused, right? So let's start with intentional. You, you, you start with talking about drive. Um, so what drives someone to tell good stories? Well, I think, you know, if you do creative work of any kind, uh, if you think back to when you first got interested 
there's usually a backstory there, right? There's usually a, a moment or reason uh, that you got into whatever kind of creative work you're doing. So if it's video um, or if it's live production or, you know, even if it's preaching or songwriting or something, oftentimes if we just sort of stop and think about it, we can chase back to a moment where we kind of felt like, you know, we were really affected by a movie we saw or by a sermon we heard. I mean, there's there's usually that moment. And that moment kind of gets us moving on a, on a path uh, to start figuring out how people do that. Uh, but what happens and what's happened to me many times is that you get busy and you get into ministry and the week to week, and all of a sudden you've kind of forgotten what it was that puts you <laughs> puts you in the driver's seat to begin with. Uh, and so when we talk about driving the book, what we're mostly talking about is, like, what, what moves you? What got you into creative work? Uh, what's the moment that you're chasing? Because I think what I've found is that it's impossible to understand what moves an audience until you understand what moves you, right? And so that's different for everybody. Uh, but for me and for our team, this is the thing that tends to drive us forward in our creative process. Um, because creativity, I think, from the outside looks really fun and looks really interesting and fascinating. And, oh, that must be so much fun to be the video guy. And, you know, it's usually just you and a laptop and a ton of deadlines. Um, and it's easy to sort of, it, you know, it's easy to forget, like, why am I doing this? Like, why did I, who thought this was a good idea? Um, and so for me, uh, I think the first step of, like, intentionality, especially when it comes to telling someone else's story, uh, is figuring out what we want to do. And so for me, it's very helpful um, to go back and, and reconnect with that moment of, you know, what is it that moves me? What is it that I respond to? Uh, because that's always going to play a role into how I do my work. Uh, and audiences are much more likely to respond uh, to something that's on purpose and intentional uh, than just getting the job done. Right. And and uh, we're huge around here. I, I've been uh, really big on this idea of starting with your why, of, of really right. knowing what motivates. Why are you doing this? Why, you know, yeah. your why. So uh, get into that a little bit more. Uh, you've covered that a little bit, but get into that. Uh, so, what are some, I, I guess, some takeaways from discovering yeah. our why when it comes to, to storytelling? How can we know it specifically? Yeah, I mean, I think that, that so when you discover why, I mean, when you can actually kind of name it, put language around it, while you're doing that creative work, you become more intentional. And intentionality is just doing things on purpose, you know. And I would say, you know, I've told hundreds of stories on film. I'm sure you have, too. And as I look back on my own kind of body of work, I can see a difference between doing something and getting something done, if that makes any sense. Right. So, And to me, intentionality is that difference. So, you know, you, you get better at this. You get a feel for, you know, if you're doing video production, kind of how this whole thing goes down. Um, if you're working in a church, a lot of times you're trying to figure out someone's preferences or fit it into a message. So you can get the job done. But I think when you're intentional, you can really start to to connect with you know, why do I do this work and what gets me up in the morning and what about this story can we really connect with and draw out? Um, now you're sort of doing something on purpose. Uh, now you have something to say. And I think that's a much more powerful way to start a process um, than just sort of being handed. And again, like in the church, you might, you know, you might just get handed something and need to get something done. Um, but to me, if we're talking about really connecting and engaging 
uh, with any kind of audience, including audiences that are turning up on a weekend um, to hear good news. Um, a lot of the stories I think that we've done the best job telling is when we started um, with why, like you're saying, or started with intentionality, um, that we know sort of why we're doing this and we're doing it on purpose. What about connection? How does understanding powerful connections help us create uh, better stories? Yeah, I think um, I would sort of say that connection is the thing that we're aiming for um, in our work as storytellers. And I think that's true of artists. That's true um, probably of any communicator. Um, is that we want the thing that we're sharing, the thing that we're talking about, the thing that we're showing you in a story um, to mean something. And so in the book, we talk a lot about um, what I call a meaningful human connection, um, which is, and you see that in storytelling too, we want people to hear their own story when they, when they listen to one of our stories. We want them to see their own story uh, in one of our stories. It's, it's, and a lot of people have been talking recently about how powerful storytelling is because it sort of draws you into someone else's experience. And so that's mostly what we're talking about in terms of connection. Um, and I think it's really powerful because when that happens, uh, and I think that's, that's the Holy Spirit kind of, you know, waking us up and saying, hey, <laughs> this is really good, listen to this. Um, people walk out different than they walked in. You know, when you hear your own story or you, you get, a, you know, a piece of uh, insight or truth uh, through someone else's story, I think it makes you feel more understood, makes you feel less alone, uh, more seen and more connected. And I think, um, I think when we're, we're operating on that level of connection, we're really ministering to people. And it's not just content at that point. We're really actually making strong connections. I mean, I've, I love it when we get feedback as a team saying, you know, that was such a great story and, you know, whatever, that gave me the goosebumps or, you know, I can't wait to share this. But I think our favorite kind of feedback is, man, like, I've been waiting to hear something like that for the last 20 years. Or someone who said, you know, I heard her share this, and I thought I was the only Christian who ever had that thought. You know, or I think I need to go call my mom this afternoon and have a long conversation because of that story. Like, to me, I think that's, that's showing, like, how God works. And the cool thing about it as a storyteller is we don't really control that. We just sort of create an environment where that can happen. And I think what we're finding, uh, especially in the church, is that storytelling has this capacity to make these really deep spiritual connections between what God did over here uh, and what God may want to do uh, in your life. So, And people are really open to that, you know, in a way that if you're preaching a message, you're sort of teaching them. Um, and it's something more about understanding an idea. In a story, people's defenses are, are, are much, much lower because they're just sort of listening and following along with what happened to someone else. But again, I think, I think we make those connections, you know what I mean, as an audience. So I think God's involved in the process as well to say, hey, this is really good. This is, this is for you. So that's mostly, I think, what we mean uh, by connection and storytelling. You mentioned this a little bit as far as truth that one of the, the power or, or the power of connection lies in telling the truth or, or uh, maybe showing beauty um, in the mm-hmm. art. Um, and I think this is true with, with a lot of different forms of art. Uh, to take uh, stand-up comedy, for instance. Some of the yeah. funniest stand-up um, is, comes from places that 
are, are truth. They're talking about something that I've experienced myself, and so I can relate to it. And it's like that is that's hilarious yeah. because I've experienced that myself. Um, and so, from a spiritual standpoint, I think that's true too. That wow, God did that in her life, and and or, or his life, and can do it in mine, or has done that in mine. And so, I think that. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the power of seeing truth in other people's lives is, is really cool. Um, I had another thought here, and I, in, in making video uh, and being on staff at churches and making testimony of videos and things like that, one thing that I would do, I want to see if you kind of do the same thing, is um, when it's airing in the worship experience, instead of watching the screen, I would go in the and kind of uh, sit in the balcony or walk in, a, in places where I could look at the audience. Um, and watch their reaction and, and see, okay, when is the, uh, you know, emotion coming out or when, you know, yeah. and that would help me drive my next story to go, um, you know, uh, the, this is the kind of emotions that I was getting out of people as they were watching it. Do you, did you, have you done anything like that or has that motivated you in some way? Totally. You know, and I started as a musician, so I was always on the platform. I couldn't really see, you know, I'm a pianist, so I was always looking somewhere else and people, you know, people's eyes. But I think that's the great thing about, you know, doing video work is that it's essentially done by the time the weekend, or it should be, by the time the weekend rolls around. So, yeah, I love to get out and fill the room, uh, especially if there's a story I feel like has a lot of kind of will resonate with people, has a lot of handlebars that people will uh, really get a lot out of. I, it's it's amazing to sort of see what those connections – and I think, you know, honestly, after doing this for so many years, what really, what really always amazes me, and this is to me where it moves from, from art, which is important, but to ministry, to really kind of setting people free, um, is that it's not always the thing that we thought as a team was going to be the most powerful. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think that's, again, that's showing how God works specifically in our lives. Um, you know, the Bible, when we're talking about truth and beauty, like the, the Bible says, like, truth sets you free. And we have no idea how people need to be set free on any given weekend. Um, but I think that's, that's really fun to watch as well. Um, it's not that we just want to make people laugh or just want to make people cry. Uh, I think both of those are great aspects in a story because I think that people, again, letting their guard down and really making a connection with a story. Uh, but yeah, I, I love, <laughs> I love connecting with an audience. And I think, um, I mean, you tell me what you think about this, but a lot of times in the church world, we're always kind of focused on what we don't have, right? We don't have the budgets that they have that, you know, some big, huge corporate gig. We don't have the, you know, the huge cameras. We don't have a team, creative team like Pixar or Disney. So we're always focused on that. And I think one of the things I've realized with our team is, like, how many places in the world anymore do people gather on a weekend, the lights go down, and we're all going to watch a story together and respond to it in community. Like, that just doesn't, that doesn't happen anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, most people are watching it on their phones, but we as the body of Christ get to gather and hear truth and see beauty and react to it. That's amazing. And so more and more, I think that's become kind of the, you know, the really fun part of being in a local church, being rooted there, uh, and being able to kind of, you know, watch a story together and, and respond to it. Really, the only other place that I can really think of in culture that we do that is the movie theater. Um, yeah. And so almost, uh, 
you know, I want to be careful here, but I think there are a lot of cues that we can take from that experience. Um, yeah. Meaning, if if we make our stories uh, cinematic or or um, uh, epic or emotional or what whatever story you're trying to tell, um, you know, if, if I go to movies a, a lot, I used to go to a lot more, um, mm-hmm. but. Uh, when you had kids <laughs> <laughs> exactly you nailed it um <clears throat> but uh i think that helped me a lot is to be in being yeah. in the theater being an audience member how am i uh you know what is the anticipation uh what is the yeah. uh you know what am i excited to to see uh what what is how am i um i i don't really know what i'm getting at here but just to say that i'm sure that i took a lot of cues from that experience yeah. that i could relate to church world um, do you yeah, find totally. that as well, and, that and we're again, really I, filmmakers? I, the same, same is definitely true for me. I also think, too, you know, it's, movies are powerful, and I think films are powerful because, you know, I, I was watching, watching a documentary a couple of weeks ago about how, you know, in the 30s and 40s when the Depression was happening and World War II, like movies were the escape to kind of cheer you up. Mm-hmm. Now I think like what we're escaping is just constant distraction yeah. and just being pulled in the direction from, you know, text messages and work and kids and the news. And, you know, you get to sit in a, in a place and kind of watch something unfold for an hour, two hours, and really kind of get sort of moved by the story. Um, I think that's powerful. And I think, again, to be able to sit with other people and respond in community um, is something unique that the church has. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, that's, that's my favorite thing to do. But, I mean, the reality is, too, you know, movie theaters are trying to, I mean, they're spending, you know, or, or, or um, studios are spending outrageous amounts of money trying to get people back into the theater because mm-hmm. if it's not Star Wars or Black Panther or, you know, something, then you're more likely to just wait for it to come on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, uh, you know, to your point, I, I think it's a powerful experience, but something that, if we're in church work, we can kind of we, we can we can we can leverage that being together and um, sort of enjoying a story together. Right. We mentioned this a little bit in watching people, but how do we know what resonates? How do we uh, know what stories really speak to our audience? Yeah. Well, I mean, on some level, we know we can know, and some level, we you know, it's a little bit mysterious. Because um, again, I think everyone's walking into your church and they're <laughs> kind of caught up in their own different story. But my experience is what resonates immediately, instantly is um, honesty, pain, frustration, disappointment. I mean, you mentioned stand-up comedians. I mean, <laughs> they're they're mostly joking about shame. <laughs> really embarrassing situations, and that's why it's funny. Um, and that's an instant uh, bond. And I, um, I mean, even think about, like, country music, right? Like, heartbreak is a real thing. Like, that's people instantly know what you're talking about when you talk about pain. And so I think what what what's real is the thing that resonates, you know? And sometimes it's hard to get real in church, but I think for storytellers, it's essential. Um, and I think when we when we think about what people need to hear and what kind of truth will set them free, um, I you know I learned a lot about this from a guy named Stephen Bush, who um, he leads the um, story team at the Austin Stone uh, Church over in Austin, Texas, and uh, he's he's very um, articulate about truthful, honest telling, and how sometimes in the church we want to kind of 
skip past all that and get you know out of the minefield and to the you know to the finish line and get to the happy ending and God works it all out and it's awesome. Um, and I think a lot of times we underestimate how big of a storm a lot of people are walking through and how much pain is actually walking through the door. So what resonates with people is what's real. Um, and oftentimes that means, you know, what's painful, what's disappointing, what's frustrating. Um, people have a lot of unresolved conflict in their life, you know, whether it's in relationships or their job or, you know, some parenting, whatever it is. And so I think in a story that you share on a weekend, we always think about, okay, what do we want to, you know, what do we want the focus to be? What's the theme? What's the biblical precept here? Um, And I think that's good, but I think a story allows us to first talk about what it's like to go through something really hard, and then we show how God you know, essentially kind of enters that story uh, and reveals something true and beautiful about himself. And so, but what what gets, what draws people in um, might be how epic and big it is, but I think a lot, a lot of times more, again, the feedback I get is how real and honest and how I knew exactly what that person was talking about, because I've been through something like that, too. So, you know, on our team, we, we kind of call it the Me Too element of, you know, if you took a poll right after that story, you know, of like, does anyone know what that character was talking about? And you'd see a show of hands. Um, that's, that's what resonates. Um, you know, and it's, it's, it's emotionally sometimes taxing. I mean, we've told a lot of really heavy stories um, in our church, and it's hard to put those stories together. I mean, even just technically trying to figure out, you know, we've we've told stories of marriages falling apart and people who have lost children and um, just, you know, st- stuff that's really, you know, we're thinking like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be so heavy and too much for people. And, again, it's like people really connect what's in their heart and that pain that they've walked through, even if it's a different kind of pain. God uses that um, to start working in their hearts and start kind of, you know, stirring the pot and saying, "Hey, let's <laughs> let's let's walk this out. Let's 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 talk to somebody. Let's let's pray together." Um, but I think that in a in a, in a ministry setting, um, if it's real, it resonates with people. Yeah. All right. Let's move to talking about how to make our stories clear. Uh, let's yeah. start. Let's start with the source. How do we find and recognize uh, effective stories? Um. You know, I, I would say that finding your next good story uh, is more than half the battle. Yeah. Uh, I heard Ira Glass, who uh, is the host of This American Life, uh, the podcast, and on NPR, he said his team spends uh, over 70% of their time and resources looking for stories. Yeah. Um, so it really is, you know, it, it doesn't seem like it would be the hardest part of the process, but it actually is. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I would say in terms of finding uh, and recognizing effective stories, the first thing is to, you know, be proactive. Um, I always sort of encourage our team to kind of get out and pound the pavement. I mean, we have people who are just, they're not technical people or production people, but they're people people, you know, and they tend to know what's going on in the church. Uh, they tend to sort of have a personal connection. And a lot of times people, it, you know, having at least one or two relationship people I don't know what else to call it. We haven't really figured out another name for those roles. Um, but they're just kind of 
relational connectors. And they know what's happening, and they know how people are doing, and they know what people need. And oftentimes, they're the ones that have a really good read on what's going to work well um, in sharing a story sort of with a broader context. Um, so, you know, what I tell people is if you want to find, you know, really great stories, like, first of all, always be ready to listen. Uh, and second of all, always be curious. You know, if you're not curious about people, um, if you're not sort of interested in people, it's it's difficult to turn around and tell an interesting story to an audience. So it's kind of also back to sort of what moves you. If you can be moved by someone's story, you're in a much better position to turn around and tell that story. And I've been in the position, I'm sure you have too, where, like, there's a story we have to tell, you know, or it's an assignment that was kind of handed down, and we're, we have to sort of make it a better <laughs> better story than it actually is. Mm. You know, I've, I've, I've lived that life <laughs> more times than I care to admit. Uh, and sometimes that's just reality. Sometimes there's just a thing you need to do, um, and you just you, you put, you know, all of your production strength into trying to kind of give this thing, you get this thing off the ground. Uh, but if you have any freedom in terms of, you know, capturing stories or looking for stories, I think it always kind of has to start with, you know, curiosity, your your personal curiosity. But then if you can gather one or two people around you that really know the people in your church, the stories, who's doing well, you know, who's kind of ready to share, uh, I think that's the you know, a, a, some good steps to, to finding those things. But it it's not easy. It really, it's really, I think, probably the hardest part um, of storytelling. Because I think what a lot of us are, are gifted at is production and kind of that post process of kind of shaping it all. And it's a lot of work, but the, it's, it's a much more controlled thing. But when you're out looking for something, you don't even know what it is yet. Um, I think you just kind of have to have your radar, <laughs> your radar on the whole time. So what do you look for specifically when you're looking for a great story? Are there elements that you're like, uh, it doesn't have the right, uh, you know, it doesn't check off the, all these boxes for me? What are what are your boxes? Yeah. Well, I, you know, part of it's just the feel. Of, I have the first thing is if I kind of look for a level of emotional honesty. So is, you know, does this story ring true? You know, if it's something that our team has a hand in sort of selecting and telling, um, we want it to be real and honest. Um, is this something that people would relate with? Um, you know, I think another thing that we look for is, has God clearly impacted this story? Um, is this something that we think is not only, man, that's compelling, but is this something that's going to help people grow? Is this going to, you know, spiritually nourish, you know, our, 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 our body? Um, because, they, again, they need to encounter truth and beauty. Uh, you know, so what's hopeful about this story? Um, what are some truths that people would find life-giving? Uh, and also, I think maybe, you know, most importantly, is, is, is this person emotionally ready um, to share this with the whole church? Because that's a big, that's a big sort of step as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we kind of go through that and feel it out. Um, we actually have an assessment form that's in the book that we use um, to kind of gauge um, you know, how we think a story would work, uh, what kind of direction we would take in it. So, Where do you look? Uh, like, what are some of the, the key places that you go uh, or maybe yeah. key people that you talk to in your church to uh, to find a great story? Well, like I said, we've, we've got people on our team who are 
relational connectors, and so like their full time job is to basically just kind of keep their ears open. Um, but beyond that, uh, it's different in every church. Uh, I find a lot of times in churches that the lead pastor. Um, is the most identifiable face and voice in the church. Uh, everyone knows him. A lot of people want to go talk to him or her uh, after the um, after the service. And so um, a lot of times we'll get uh, story leads and story ideas from our senior pastor. Um, uh, you know, if, if your church has a prayer ministry, that's a great place. Um, you know, God has recently answered, you know, a, a significant prayer in someone's life. They're usually the first ones to know about it. Um, lots of churches have care ministries as well, and if someone's, you know, walked through a difficult situation uh, and they're, you know, all the privacy concerns are addressed and they're ready to share, um, that's been a great sort of source of, you know, of stories, particularly of, of, of how God answers prayer. You know, ministry leaders in your church, your children's director, your student pastor, um, you know, small group leaders, uh, if you've got, you know, really vibrant small groups in your church, a lot of times they'll have um, stories about what's going on. Um, if you do, you know, partner ministries, you know, missions, outreaches across the city, um, a lot of times the people who have those up will have uh, some great stories. And then occasionally we'll just, you know, we'll email people or we'll, you know, put it in the announcements or put it on the website. What I found is that, that if we ask people to just sort of hit us up, occasionally we'll get some good stories. I think the best stories that we've ever found are the ones that we go out uh, and almost like journalists, we go sort of pursue um, a lead and say, hey, you know, what's God doing in your in your area of ministry right now? Uh, and is there something that you feel like, you know, our whole body kind of needs to hear? Uh, or is there something that's going to, you know, kind of seem really well with an upcoming sermon series or something we want to talk about? So we just kind of try to be as proactive as, as possible. And that's where we look. This has been an all-access interview from 1230 Media. For more interviews, training, and exclusive content for your production team, visit 1230.media slash training. Media, we've produced hundreds of graphic design projects for churches and ministries of all sizes. Our creative team can produce sermon series artwork, social media graphics, logo designs, postcards, posters, and so much more. Now, we work one-on-one with your church to deliver graphics that are tailor-made for your congregation and your culture. You won't see any cheesy clip art or outdated designs. Our team works to make sure your project is professional and on trend using the latest design software and tools. Let us help you transform the experiences people have at your church. Please feel free to contact our team for a free custom quote on your next design project today. We produce dozens of sermon series artwork, logos, postcards, posters, social graphics, and more at 1230 Media. You can call us today at 910-849-1230 or visit 1230.media to get a quote on your next design project. We would love to help you out. For show notes, transcripts, and more resources from the podcast for your team, visit thechurchmediapodcast.com. That's thechurchmediapodcast.com. 
on the next Church Media Podcast. Next week on the show, I'll wrap my discussion with Brian about how to tell compelling stories. We'll chat about how to prep for testimony interviews, how to capture your story, and the best ways to share your stories once you've produced them. That's all next week on the show. Our podcast is a production of the Ministry of 1230 Media. The producer of our show is the legendary David Michael Hyde. And thank you for listening this week. Go out there, guys, and create some incredible experiences this weekend. I'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening to the Church Media Podcast. Please take a minute today to rate and review the show in iTunes. For show notes, archive episodes, and more free resources for your team, visit thechurchmediapodcast.com. We'll catch you right here next week for another episode of the Church Media Podcast. 